Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Through the Smoke, a Miami Hurricanes podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. I'm Andrew Ivins, joined late night edition with my man, David Lake. David, instant reaction, uh, an instant classic. Miami rallies and rally, finds a way to claw back. They down NC State 44 to 41 in a game where uh, it was a ton of heroics from Derek King. Just your initial thoughts. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, after the Virginia game, I wrote on the website, you know, enjoy Derek King while you have him, Miami fans, because you might only have him, you know, five six, four more games uh, at Miami. There is a chance he could come back in 2021, but who knows at this point. So my message after that Virginia game was enjoy him because he carried Miami to a victory uh, even though they only scored 19 points. He was the reason why they won that Virginia game. It was much more obvious uh, against NC State tonight that he is the baller he is, you know, racking up. 535 yards, five touchdowns. Um, yeah, he put the team on his back. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think essentially the way we should just look at this team moving forward, it's kind of an above average team with a great college quarterback. So he elevates the team uh, to be better than they really are. And we should just embrace that and enjoy the ride. Uh just want to clarify, he had 536 yards. You're forgetting his one-yard catch. Uh, oh, I did forget <laughs> that. Yeah, um, 31 of 41 for De'Eric King, 433, or 430 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. I think this is the first game where there wasn't even a ball that I thought should have really been picked off. Um, he took the – there was a shot to Will Mallory that kind of got bounced around and almost – got picked off, but I don't think there's really thing, anything you can do about that. I mean, 31 of 41, uh, a couple of drops in there, like some bad drops. I mean, yeah. I don't know how much help he got from his receivers. And he also threw the ball away a few times. So extremely efficient night for him. And then him just running it, man. 15 for yeah. 105. Um, what was it? Early on in the game, fourth down call for Miami to avoid a three, three and out. Um he finally pulls it on the read option and just takes off down the field. I mean, heroic performance from him. Uh, you got to just be happy and root for that. Like, I mean, he came here to Miami to you know, play in big games, um, and he stepped up. And there were so many times when I'm like, is, is he going to be able to do it? 
and he just found a way and he took a ton of like hits all night just stood right there in the pocket I mean that was probably the most impressive part he delivered dimes all game like legitimate NFL level throws um you know on a on a few of those touchdown passes you know just leading the receiver perfectly into the corners of the end zone uh, you know I think we we need to highlight Mike Harley too who uh you know stepped up again uh, the momentum continues for for Mike Harley uh, had the game-winning touchdown kept his balance uh, on that catch and run touchdown at the end of the game and he's another guy you got to feel happy for because uh you know, nobody works harder on this team than Mike Harley. Uh, and that does mean something. So to see a guy like him produce at this level, you know, it's all coming together for Mike Harley. Uh, Miami fans should, should be feeling good about that. Uh, feel happy for Mike Harley because it does show hard work does pay off. Um, so I know like I'm definitely getting the warm and fuzzies for Mike Harley this week. Dude, I was, I was, concerned uh watching the game uh when he went down awkwardly i I thought he tore his acl to be honest and then it looked like a groin and then all of a sudden he was back out there on the field but no absolutely you're you're right and i did a radio hit um kind of pre-game with the guys at onside radio just talking about the game and one of the things i brought up is you know why has it taken mike harley so long to develop or they asked me about that and I kind of totally forgot. Mike Carley was a guy who, you know, started as a true freshman, and he wasn't like a four or five star recruit or anything like that. Um, yeah, and that feels like it was so long ago. Um, and but we're finally seeing what what he can be, and just got to cheer for a guy um, like that. Uh, you know, I don't want to stick too much in that. Uh, want to point out Derek King. I think he has now has three career games with five passing touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing, most out of any FBS player in the past 20 seasons. Um, you know, we could sit here and praise him all day. What did you think when Manny kicked the field goal in the fourth quarter? Honestly, I thought it was the right call. Um, Same. You know, they had they had essentially scored two touchdowns that didn't count for one reason or another. And so I just had the feeling like, all right, are they really going to do it three times in a row when you're five yards further back? I, I felt like the right move was to kick it. Now, saying that, it, it did take some stones to do that because Manny, by doing that, Manny trusted his defense to get off the field again, which had not really been happening the entire game. It was happening in the fourth quarter, uh, but those first three quarters, it was ugly. And, uh, but Manny trusted his defense and his defense rewarded him. And then, uh, you know, the game ended up the way it did. Um, speaking of the defense, just what happened? Oof. Positive vibes only. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we, we can't. I mean, how bad was <laughs> okay, that? Let me say this. Let me just let me just put the positive thing out there, right? Because they do get credit for stepping up in the fourth quarter, right? I think uh, the stat was in the fourth quarter, Miami allowed six yards in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, and, and gained 213. Insane. So, look, the defense wasn't good. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they were good. 
it was atrocious, quite frankly, at times, and there are some serious issues that do need to be addressed. But I will say this about this defense, and I do think this matters. This defense, say what you want about them, there is technique issues, there is speed issues, there's just general talent issues, there are. But this defense plays hard, and they play hard for four quarters, and it starts up front. And in the fourth quarter, you could see Quincy Roche still playing really hard, firing off the ball. Jalen Phillips firing off the ball. Nesta Silvera blowing up a bunch of plays late in the fourth quarter. All those guys were playing with tremendous energy. Uh, I think you could say the same of Gilbert Frierson. And in the end, that effort, that energy kind of overwhelmed NC State uh, because they kind of ran out of bullets. They ran out of answers. And that allowed for Derek King to win you the game. Um, you know, there is definitely issues we can get into. There's so many of them. Oh. I think we can get into them in okay. a later podcast. But right, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so I, we'll we'll come back to the defense. But just given what you just kind of outlined there, can I give out the game ball for Miami? And aside from aside from Derek King, okay, game ball, David Feely. Okay, tell me why. You just mentioned it, man. Look at my, how Miami, the intensity they had yeah. late in the game on both sides of the ball. Even go back to the drive where they didn't score a touchdown and they had to kick a field goal. I mean, NC State players were standing around. They were gassed. And Miami was just yeah. ready to go, ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. Then defensively, I mean, like you said, they were flying around. Nesta Silvera was blowing up guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just think we really saw the what I would call the feely effect. Like that's the feely effect, not the photos in the in the weight room of the guy shirtless. I, I, I think, you know, Miami had some fight in them. And yes, for the first time in a long time. I mean, Miami does not win this game last season. I think if you ask any Miami no. fan, they don't win this. They didn't win this game any time in the past decade. No, and, no, no. They wanted it, like I told you before we started hitting, hitting tape, uh, recording. When when NC State hit that long field goal to go up ten with about eleven minutes left, uh, ESPN's win probability was was north of eighty five percent. You know, I thought Miami was was dead. And, yeah, uh, same. You know, you asked you and Gabby Urutia both independently asked me. This was the best quarterback performance at Miami since. And, you know, off the top of my head, I feel like it was Stephen Morris who did it against NC State, which is just kind of interesting. He threw for like 570 yards in that game, and Philip Dorsett went off for 200 and something, I believe. Um, so that is interesting that Miami's had two quarterbacks go off against different NC State teams. Uh, can we talk about that onside kick? Like, what was that? Well, I mean – I'm like big into special teams. If you ever watch football with me, like I'll always be like, oh, that's special. That'll be like special teams porn. Like if it's a good special teams play, like Lou Headley's punt that they downed at the yeah. two yard line, that that falls into that category of special teams porn. But um, I think Miami saw something on tape, and you have to have a really, really, really good kicker to execute that in terms of, yeah, uh, you know, getting the ball just a few yards off the ground yeah off a guy's back like i think the equivalent of that is if you ever watched um big break on golf channel you know when they have like 
you have to hit like an iron through that glass that's 10 feet away a, a golf ball do you know what i'm talking about are you are you completely lost here i'm unfamiliar but I'll, i understand what you're describing Go yeah ahead. like i mean like there's there's a very limited room for error so uh-huh. in, in the golf shot you know you're opening up your blade you're trying to drive it low like a like a stinger something that tiger woods would hit off the tee right. uh but that's what you're trying to do i mean you're trying to keep that ball low and it's so hard to execute and i mean it worked perfectly and i yeah. think that is a testament to just the weapon that is Jose Borregales. I mean, uh, another kind of like unsung hero in this victory. I mean, you know, yes. there wasn't like a super long fugle, but he was automatic. Yeah. And do they make that- those last year? No, they don't yeah. make all those. And, you know, it, we should point out the onside kick was cool, but it didn't, it didn't lead to <laughs> I, anything. I know. It was- but it was, a really, it was kind of like, whoa, what was that? But, um, Okay, let's let's just highlight one thing about the defense each that concerns us most. Oh, uh, okay, no, I'm not. But should I should I start or what? You go first. Yeah, give me your your one thing first. The corner play is terrible. It's bad. Yeah, I'm 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 not gonna shy back. If they don't go look for someone in the transfer portal, I I don't know what you're doing. Um. And if you can't find someone that's looking to transfer that doesn't think they're better than Al Blades or DJ Ivy, like that, that's a problem. Like, uh, go find someone, man. I mean, I know DJ Ivy came through, had an interception. Al Blades got better as the game went on, but I mean, you know, that was that was bad. And I understand cornerback is the most difficult position on the football field. Uh, you're yeah. asked to do a lot, you know, um, and it's. You, oftentimes you're highlighted as making mistakes but I thought this was a terrible game from more specifically Al Blades and and we'll see the the pro football focus but I mean that was that was I think bad I think we can, we are starting to understand more and more with each game why Miami does play off so much at corner like I don't think this coaching staff wants to do that but I think they kind of have to do that right and yeah. Honestly, like I don't, I don't think there is an answer on this year's team. Do you? Like I still think no. Blades and Ivy are your two best corners. Do you agree? No, and I'm a couch guy. He's just small. That's kind of yeah. the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Building What's on yours. That. What's well, yours? Like what is? Let it, me is... ask you this. Moving forward, does that concern you against Virginia Tech? Hmm. It concerns me against North Carolina. Right. It concerns me against Wake Forest. Right. Virginia Tech's kind of like they don't really. I mean, Hendon Hooker will chuck it deep. I'm just, you know, and they do have some decent receivers. I mean, I guess you could definitely argue they're better personnel than NC State. So what am I talking about? But uh, definitely the team you're worried about in this regard is North Carolina, right? Yeah. No, it is. Uh, I also think it should be pointed out while Miami came off a of bye week, um, you also had NC State off a of bye week, and and they seemed to game plan to attack those guys. Um, yeah, from the jump, like that's what their staff had identified. Tim Beck, the offensive coordinator, and they right. went right after him. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that I'm starting to just and and you know, realize, I guess, and it's building on this point, honestly, like how good is the back seven in general? 
um, you know, I guess I, I do like Gilbert, right? I like Gilbert at striker. He's doing a good job. But outside of like Bubba Bolden to me had a, had a bad game today, right? Like, uh, he, he didn't did show it. up. He, he wasn't there. And, you know, Gervin Hall, not great. Amari Carter didn't get a targeting, but, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't really notice him. We talked about the corners and then the linebackers just are what they are. And the linebacker situation to me is another, is another oh, one where dude. I'm not convinced, like I'm here for rotating in the younger guys, but I'm still not convinced they're necessarily better today than McLeod and Jennings. And that's, that's the problem. That's what the coaching staff is dealing with. Yeah. I don't know what to do at linebacker. Um, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I want to see the snap counts, but I feel like Sam Brooks played a lot today, but like, did did he, did he make plays? I thought McLeod was okay at times. Yeah. I mean, I don't really off the top of my head. I don't remember him like busting terribly. Um, you know, he finished the game with two tackles, so it's not like he was super productive. Sam Brooks had four tackles. Well, just just let's call, let's call it let's call it what it is like that unit is just average it's just well, that's, average that's kind of the point i'm making i think is the d line to me is good and the back seven is just average yeah. and the d line has to cover up that back seven uh you know for this defense to be effective there's a lot of pressure on that front four and yeah. uh you know, again, outside of Gilbert, I do think Gilbert is doing some nice things this season, uh, which frankly I'm surprised about. Like, I wasn't a big Gilbert fan. Uh, I was wrong. Hater. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I admit when I'm wrong. So I was wrong. Yeah. You know, Gilbert is a good player. So, um, you know, the defense needs to tighten up. I don't know if they can, did, but. Uh, did Gerard Harrison Hunt officially draw the start? Yes. Yes, he did start. Okay, good. I thought he yeah. played all right. He did. He did. You know, I think Ernesta, again, we talked about him already, but he showed up big time in that fourth quarter. He's putting together a very nice season. I think you and – he's another example. I think you and I were both kind of like not believers in Nesta going into this season, and, and he's turned into the guy that the recruiting rankings hoped he would be when he was a recruit. Okay. Let's go back over to the offense. Dude. Thank you. Uh, uh, offensive line, like oh, I Ty thought we were Clark. keeping it positive. I thought we were keeping it positive. Okay, I mean, okay. Let me say this about the offensive line. And again, like North Carolina was was only rushing three a lot, but I feel like they did play well in terms of pass pro. Like yes. Oh, I mean, I thought King had a pocket all day, a lot, right? Yes, he played. He he could do whatever he wanted, and you know when there was pressure, he could roll. And he could still buy plenty of time to throw it if he wanted. Um, but yes, to your point, you know, I don't, I don't like hating on on college level players. But like, I think I've made it clear that I'm, I'm wanting to see Jalen Rivers at that guard spot where Jakai Clark is lining up. Um, and again, I understand the the good things Jakai Clark does, but I, I do think as well, like, you know you see him get pushed backwards when, when you're trying to run the ball. And, and that's kind of frustrating to see. I think just everyone on the unit just kind of had some bad moments. I mean, I think Jared Williams was flagged for, for something. Ja'Kai Clark yeah. had m- multiple 
Um, well, the flags in general were bad, right? So yeah. I feel like every time they returned a kick, they were flagged. Um, the defense was constantly flagged in the first half. And then, yeah, Jared Williams, you know, false start on that touchdown that got wiped off and they had to kick a field goal. Um, okay, the bye week stuff. W- what are we making of this? What is this is a thing, right? Like we can't unfortunately well, like they won the game, but like what is going on there? I don't know. I, I, I feel like I feel like the defense just wasn't wasn't prepared. I thought the they offense off was balance. fine. The defense was off balance all game. I thought they like, I thought they lost ju- like they just didn't have any intensity. There was like no like juice. Is that like too cliche to like say i mean it looks that way but i think that's a product of i don't know i don't know if they expect like okay so bailey hawkman is not good like he had decent numbers today but he had decent numbers because he's throwing it to wide open guys that no one wanted to tackle him on that throwback that was like oh my gosh guys come on yeah that was bad but, like, you know, he put up good numbers because he's throwing to wide open guys, and any power five quarterback can, can execute that, right? And so, again, that's concerning when you're, when you're looking forward to teams like North Carolina. So, um, is, it, is it coaching? Is it motivation? Like, I think the onside came because they knew that they did not have that, like, you know. I don't like, think – like I know that the go-to thing is fire the coach that's in charge because you know it's college football and the coaches make the money and you know they get all the credit and all the blame. I get that, but you know how good are the players you're dealing with here? That's kind of what I'm saying. And, and look, right, you can't go sign someone off the practice squad to be your new Blake corner. Baker. Blake Baker does deserve some blame for his group looking lost in the first half like some of that does go to coaching but at the same time there was points where the dbs were there in position to make plays on balls and they didn't get it done so um you know it's it's both those things going on at the same time uh so they got to get a lot of stuff cleaned up no they do and i've seen a lot of people point to the fact that uh the defense just hasn't been good on on opening series. Like they feel like, yeah, Miami is feeling out too much and isn't trying to be the aggressor and create pressure and enforce turnovers. And I can't recall a first quarter turnover that Miami has uh, forced this season. Am I wrong on that? Like I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting point. Um, I will say this: like you know. I feel like in the first, I don't know if it's the first quarter, but definitely the first half, they got their hands on some balls and didn't make the plays. It's like Jalen Phillips had a chance to pick off a pass off a Quincy Roche tip. Uh, Zach McLeod, it would have it been an athletic play for Zach McLeod, but he had a chance to pick off a ball. And then uh, Bailey Hockman, you know, threw up a prayer. Amari Carter was right there and, you know, it, it, really didn't have a chance of being picked off with what Amari Carter did to try and pick it off. So um, again, yes, there was issues with coaching and guys not looking ready for what NC state 
was mm. bringing to the table. But at the same time, the players need to make plays when they are in position to make plays. So all around, it's one of those defensive games where you found a way. Bad. I mean, you cannot and, uh, chalk this up as a good defensive game. It was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And look, it's interesting too, because coming into this game, you know, I wrote about, I think I said it on the podcast too, like NC state statistically had one of the most explosive offenses in the country. Um, but my assumption was that was uh, due to Devin Leary, their quarterback, their starting quarterback who was, is injured now done for the year. And so I thought that would not be the case with Bailey Hockman in at quarterback. And it still was the case. So, um, you know, again, I don't think Bailey Hockman's very good still, uh, but maybe he'll prove me wrong the rest of the year. Uh, on the preview podcast, I said over under on Derek King touchdown passes. <laughs> oh two yeah. Half, two, two and a half. And you said over, didn't you? I did, dude. Yeah. And yeah. I, my, I think my player of the game was Mike Harley. So let me, uh, let me yeah. pull a muscle patting myself on the back. Yeah. And I was like hammer the under and that. And uh, you were like, what? yeah, Brevin Jordan's going to go off. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said he needed to have a big game and Will Mallory did have a big game. Yes. I, I really do like the way they're using Will Mallory on those little like one Hot man. Pass. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Like the defenses always get sucked in and Will Mallory I always feel like, too, though, like he tries to cut back too soon. I'd like to yeah. see him just keep running straight. Like, He's got like some, some baby deer in him. He's just like, just like yeah. long limbs. That's a good way of putting it. And it's like you would have thought by now he would have, I don't know, figured it out. I think that's just what he is. Uh, no, but I brought up King again uh, because the big question is 2021, what – happens with the quarterback position and to me like this was Derek king's nfl tape sure i mean this, he, i do think he's got to keep stacking these games but if he does yeah he ain't coming back right like yeah. so i mean there were some throws man there was like and we'll and, see you know we'll we'll let it play out and you know miami's definitely like Manny Diaz's top recruiting job this offseason is going to be De'Ara King. So we'll see if he can get it done. Um, like, I don't know. I didn't I, – I can't – did Jalen Hurts, like, have a performance like this? I mean, I don't know how oh, much – I don't know. I don't know. I, I was kind of a Jalen Hurts fan. You know that. Um, yeah, I'm just – but I'm saying, I mean, Jalen Hurts was selected, what, round two? You know, right. what is the ceiling for – Derek King, I think he is a more versatile guy. I mean, return to kick, can play in the slot. I, I just think, you know, if you were in the corner of hoping that he comes back, this this game is, you know, not sure working working your favor. But with that being said, I mean, if you are a transfer quarterback, you see what Rhett Lashley's right. done. Um, it's it's appealing. Right. I think I think if he continues to play like this, like you're alluding to whatever scenario plays out is going to work out for Miami. So if Dear King decides to come back, that's great. If he keeps playing like this and goes to the NFL, like you said, Miami becomes, you know, a top five destination for transfer quarterbacks. And every year with each passing year, more and more high level transfer quarterbacks enter the portal. So 
Miami will be in the mix for the next year at King if he does try and or attempt to move on to the NFL. Okay, what is the betting line for on Sunday when I'm, Oof. you know, waking up? Well, okay, they're playing. Out. They're playing Liberty, so we don't know. I mean, I Liberty Liberty the, Liberty money line. Okay, I mean Liberty can score, right? I don't know anything about Liberty's defense. Um, you know, I would expect Virginia Tech to be favored, uh, but. Again, I want to see how that Liberty game goes. Um, but I think road game, you know, you look at all the computer models for whatever they're worth. They all, you know, going into this week's action, they all favor Virginia Tech. And I would assume Las Vegas leans on those computer models to make their lines. Yeah. I don't know. I think it'll be Miami by like three points. That's my, that's my Ooh, take. On the road. Wow. Okay. I mean, you know, Virginia Tech's defense has been up and down. Uh, and Virginia Tech does have a, you know, they're like a top five running team in the country this year. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. It'll definitely be, what is it, 3.30 or 8 p.m.? Well, again, we'll see what, what they do against Liberty. I think if they win, I think it's a primetime game. I don't know. I guess I, I should look at the schedule. I don't know what other college yeah. football games are going on. Okay. Last thought for me, would you have, what if I told you a year ago that Larry Hodges would attempt a pass for <laughs> Miami before Peyton Matocha? What, what kind of face are you giving me? I mean, yeah, I'd be like, wait, is it 2020 and is there a global <laughs> pandemic going on? And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have believed you, but you know. Like you said, Dear King got one yard on that play. So, hey. Yeah. I was just trying to, I, I think Larry played like Wildcat at Tampa Jesuit. I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up. All right. Anything else? Any other parting That's thoughts? That's it. We're keeping it positive. Uh, positive vibes only. Kane's pulled it out. And, uh, you know, we'll go negative in the next podcast. We'll really <laughs> dive into the defense. <laughs> and, uh, discuss that so have a good weekend everyone and uh enjoy your college football saturday and also miami fans should say uh go tigers this weekend all right we'll talk to you guys later later